Today, we're talking about how to make a quantum leap in your business without triggering overwhelm with the amazing and fabulous Amira Alvarez. Amira is the CEO and founder of The Unstoppable Woman. She empowers entrepreneurs and women in business to boldly step forward and create more financial freedom and a soulfully rewarding business. In today's episode, we cover her two-step process for helping her clients find clarity in their goals, how intuition plays a big role in your business and decision-making. And we also talk about how Amira personally went from $138,000 to $700,000 to a seven-figure business. There's a lot to unpack and it all starts now. I'm Kara and welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. I believe that all of us possess unique gifts and talents that allow us to serve the world and our own growth in the highest possible way. Our lives are an expression of our thoughts, beliefs, and actions. And here, we will explore businesses, thought leaders, and topics designed to inspire, helping propel your own growth so you can live your best and most purposeful life. Welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. Welcome, Amira. I am very excited to have you on the Soul Inspiring Business Podcast today. Awesome to be here, Kara. This is fun. Yeah. So, Amira, um, so just for our listeners, Amira Alvarez is the owner of, founder, and CEO of Un- The Unstoppable Woman. She helps people really take a quantum leap in their business and their life and helps them do it in a way where it doesn't trigger things like burnout, overwhelm, where you're not sacrificing yourself so much, but able to take really just amazing leaps. And I was reading your story, Amira, um, and hearing how you had kind of yourself gone through this kind of push, push, hustle mentality. And then once you shifted, you personally were able to take your business from 138,000 in income to 700,000 in income to a seven-figure business. So not only are you here to share as share with us what you're doing to help other people, but also you've lived through it. And, and so, you know, I know that there's so much to share there. So I'm really excited for this conversation. And, um, and I also saw on your site that you have a morning mindset club. So I wanted to just start there because, um, I know there's a lot of things to unpack, but I am a huge believer in a morning ritual and having a morning routine. And I really wanted to understand what that looked like for you and how you're guiding people through that. Absolutely. So the, one of the things that I sensed, knew, experienced when I was making my big quantum leap, making my income breakthrough was a a level of stress and anxiety that was with me perpetually. Now I was confident Um, I was an action taker. I had good work ethic. Like on the outside, you wouldn't have necessarily seen someone who was meek or um, lacking confidence, but I would wake up every single morning with like the tiger chasing me, impending doom, a huge amount of anxiety um, that was coursing through my, my body. And I would like, I wouldn't even roll out of bed. I had my laptop right there and I would start working. And, and on the one hand, I love the early morning hours for getting big projects done and all of that. So I, I do, I do still create time and space for, 
my deep work in the mornings because it's when I'm most creative, mm-hmm. but it's with a completely different energy than I used to. It used to be this tiger chasing me, total anxiety um, happening. So I created my own morning ritual for moving through that kind of anxiety. Mm. Part of what it was, I had mindset processes and different things that I can share with you, but Mm -hmm. ultimately it came down to feeding my brain something new, better, different that would put me on a course for success, not down the rabbit hole that I was like waking up with and ready to go down. And one, so, so with that in mind, I took it upon myself to study every morning. So one of the things that I did when I was making this big quantum leap is that I understood, I recognized that if I was so smart and I was such a hard worker and I was doing all the right things and I was a good human, I, why wasn't I getting ahead? Like I was like flipping my hair back. Look at me. I have this great product or service. I'm so smart, but my results. And although they, they were good, they weren't exponential. They weren't at the the place that I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was causing that? And I realized that I did not have a freaking clue what caused success. I just did not know. Like in the re- the way I knew that I didn't know was that was through my results because my understanding of how to get success, create success was what I grew up learning, which was, you know, do well in school, work hard, dot your I's, cross your T's, and you'll have success because that's how you get the A on the test. Okay. Right. But what that does in business is keeps you in the busy work and being a people pleaser and doing everything for everyone else and heading towards burnout. Okay. Mm. It's actually not, and and I'm not making, I want to be super, super clear here. I'm not saying it's not about putting the, the, the work in because trust me, I, I, I love what I do and I put the work in. It's not either or. Okay. Right. So in that first year, I really went about studying where, where success came from the universal laws of success. I became a a student of them and uh, ended up teaching them to my clients. So they had the same level of success that I was having. So I really mastered things now connecting that to the morning mindset club. One of the things that came to me a couple years ago was people would always ask me, what's your morning routine? And I would say study and, you know, feeding my mind. And they would be like, great. What do you read? How do you do that? Right? Like there's a next question there. Sure. So I ended up going through one of the books that I'm sure your readers know about if they don't welcome to the, the, the club, which is thinking grow rich by Napoleon Hill. And it's, mm-hmm. The, the book that has created more millionaires in this world than any other um, teaching. And I go through that book one paragraph at a time, um, articulating what he means by what he's saying and how to apply it. So I record a short three to five minutes. Sometimes I go a little long and they're 10 minutes, but like little audio recordings. And then the, the program comes with a, a thought prompt for you to journal about and a little lock in your learning um, quiz, mm-hmm. not a tough quiz, but it, it 
gets you thinking like, oh yeah, I'm paying attention here. And we call it morning mindset club so that you have, and it comes to you daily. So you have something every morning to feed your brain with, and it gives you prompt to, to look at how to look at life and how to look at your business. So I work with women who own businesses and are entrepreneurs, some women in corporate as well, but we all have lives. And I don't feel like, um, there's a, that we need to separate the two, the success principles work for whatever you're applying them to. Right. No, I, I love that. And that's such, um, so I've asked that question to a lot of different, you know, people, and that's the first time I've had, you know, something, um, you share, I've heard of that book, but in terms of incorporating it into your morning in such a powerful way. Um, so I love that. And, uh, and thank you so much for sharing. And, um, if people will, of course, put it in the show notes, but if people are interested in that morning mindset club, what is that? How do they get involved? Absolutely. You can go to the unstoppable woman.com. So that's what the, the, the unstoppable woman.com. And then we have a free stuff page. So if you go the unstoppable woman.com forward slash free stuff, you'll find the morning mindset club there. Um, I would run that walk because we are behind the scenes thinking about turning it into a paid program because it's um, one thing that you need to know when you sign up for this is that it, it is more than a year's worth of content. I think there's 450 days. I might have that wrong, maybe 460, a lot of days. Mm-hmm. And it comes every day, okay? And so people can get really triggered like with all the like, I can't keep up, I'm, I missed a day, um, there's too many emails in my inbox, all of that. It's really, a, it should be a, a $2,000 program. And mm-hmm. if you had the concept that it was a $2,000 program, you would approach it differently. You would do it every day or you would catch up on the weekends or you would engage in it that, that way. So I really want, if you sign up for it, you to make a commitment to yourself to, for two things. One, you have self-ownership and you understand you're not a hugely bad person for missing a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just yeah. Right back in, figure out how to manage all the emails that come because they will be daily. Okay. And, and, you know, commit to it. You can catch up on the weekends. You can binge listen, right. Mm-hmm. Afterwards. But, um, if you want to use it as a, a redirect in the morning or even in the afternoon, it's there for you every day. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, and I think you're right. There is a level sometimes when you pay for something versus get it free, you approach it differently. So yeah, if you're so kindly offering it for free, make sure that you're taking advantage of all of those amazing resources that are there for you. Um, so, uh, so getting into, I know that you know, mastering the inner game of entrepreneurship, you do work with a lot of women and um, entrepreneurs, you know, what do you find some of the common themes that a lot of people are experiencing right now? And how are you helping them through um, those big blocks? Absolutely. So one, one major thing that happens is that people, in my case, women, don't choose big enough goals for themselves because they have a fear, generally speaking, semi, semi-conscious fear, maybe even unconscious fear of not succeeding and being disappointed in themselves, being judged or criticized if they don't make it, if not feeling like they can handle the pressure of going for it. And, and so they don't choose a big enough goal that excites them. So desire is positive. 
That's one of the principles I teach. Desire calls you forward. If you only choose something that's reasonable for you, like, oh yeah, I know I can achieve that. Okay. It's not your heart's desire. It's not a true desire. It's not enough to call you forward. And you have to recognize that 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 big desire is something that you don't know how to do yet. You haven't done it. By definition, it's something that you've not yet done. But if if it's a true desire, it calls you forward. If you make commitment to it, it calls you forward. And it shows you the ways and the means for achieving it if you know how to listen and if you take action. Okay. Mm. So um, most women suppress their desires, uh, don't go for big enough goals, and it's not big enough to get them out of bed in the morning. It's, it's, it's not enough for them to, to do the hard things because there will be hard things in your life and your business. So there just will be. And mm-hmm. everything that's on the, like, that you want to achieve that will make you proud of being who you are, that will build your self-worth and your sense of value, not, not only that, but also your compensation, sure. okay, so yes. your income here, requires that you become more, do more of the things that you have not yet done. You have to become a bigger container for the compensation that you want. And that requires that you do hard things, do things that are challenging for you in order to grow yourself. Now there's a perspective shift on that that allows it to be much easier Mm -hmm. and you still have to do the hard things, okay? Yeah, well, and what I I love about what you said too is I, so I used to um, coach agents you know, every, um, I used to manage a, a fairly large real estate office. And so I would coach agents and we'd talk about their goals and talk about, you know, what they wanted. And I find that one of the major stumbling blocks is they just don't know what that is, you know? And so then it's like giving them a process for understanding, okay, well, even I want to make this income, but like, how do you feel into that? You know what I mean? And so what's the process for even uncovering what they think is possible because they've been so conditioned to think that it's not. So what would be your kind of process for helping take somebody through if they're, if you ask them, well, what do you want? You know, what's your goal? And they really don't even know it. And they don't even know how to get to dream of something bigger than themselves. So there's a two-part approach. One I help people understand intellectually why they're they're challenging, what, why they're challenged by this. Mm-hmm. And if you will, can I go ahead and, and teach that point? Sure, okay. of course, yeah. And then I'll get back to point number two, step number two. Perfect. So when you're young, like very young, you're completely 100% dependent on the caregivers in your life. Generally speaking, this is your mother and your father. Mm-hmm. And they become mother God and father God. Okay, they are where all safety comes from. Your survival comes through your parents. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you had a grandma that raised you, that's fine, right? Like the, the primary caregiver. Yep. And when you are young, you know that you will survive when you feel the flow of love going back and forth between you and your primary caregiver. That's how you know intuitively and instinctually that you're safe. Okay. Sure. Now 
there's, there's a few things that happen here. One, we confuse love and attention. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So the, I'll that come sense. back yeah. to that, but let's say you are older than an infant and you want to keep playing with your toys instead of going to kindergarten. Okay. Right. And I have a kindergartner that, that is just, that like, just that right now. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, well, I'm mom. I need to teach my kindergartner how to get to school on time. I want him to have that experience of socializing. I want him to um, be, you know, uh, accepted. I don't want the teacher to be angry at us. Right. So you start rushing your child and saying, come on, let's go. Let's go. And your child is totally occupied with toys. Right. And then you raise your voice and then you get a little upset and you cut off the love and you give negative attention. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm actually like thinking through this morning. (laughs) Correct. Right. And you're not a bad human for doing this. This is is how we we parent. Okay. Now there's better and worse ways of doing this and, and you can, um, you can work on the continuum there, but fundamentally that's what most people experience from very well-meaning, loving parents. Okay. Sure. Now as the, the child, the child then thinks if I desire something like playing with my toys and that's different than what mom wants, mother God, I'm going to lose love and get negative attention. And therefore I am not going to be safe and I won't survive. Hmm. Therefore I cannot make mother God wrong because mother God is where all my survival comes from. So I must be wrong. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. That gets imprinted very young. Okay. Mm -hmm. And continually gets reinforced over and over again. Sure. Meaning making machines and we can't make mom wrong. So we're going to make us wrong. Okay. To now you're a full grown adult, but you still have this subconscious program that is running that says, it's not safe to want what I want. If Mm -hmm. I want what I want, I'm going to lose love, safety, and belonging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So now with that as an intellectual understanding, you can make a a conscious choice, a better choice. You can overcome the, the program if you will. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because we now have a higher level of awareness and understanding. So then part two of this is, I just asked you again, what do you want? Hmm. Okay. And most people was, "Eh, I don't know what I want. And I just asked you what, if you did know, what would it be? Mm -hmm. And notice the tone of my voice. Notice my insistence. I am making it safe for you to want what you want. And inevitably the thought comes in. And if you have a safe space to share it, you can share it. Um, and, and what happens sometimes is that people will deny it instantaneously. Like they'll get a hit, like, no, I want to make a million dollars or, Oh my God, I want to move to Fiji. I don't, I don't know. Making up stuff. Okay. Right. But something will drop in. And you'll feel it differently. It'll feel true, but you'll push it away because you'll all the programming comes up. Who am I to to want that? Or that's not safe to want and all of that. So it goes a little deeper than that, but there you go. That's the basic premise. 
Wow. That's fascinating. And that's a, yeah, I think that so many of us, that's a great process to work through because, and I think that's where, you know, I was just on a panel and I was talking about, you know, what is the one thing that has really made a big difference in my business? And and it's actually having a coach, you know, that can be that mirror for you. Cause I think that sometimes it's hard to do in a vacuum, right? That when you don't have somebody that can push you a little bit bigger for what you think is possible. So, um, and, you know, hearing that process and how you guide people through it, I'm sure you get some pretty big ahas <laughs> from people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Now, how do you feel? And some of it, I think you just kind of, um, shared with us to some degree how intuition plays in, but, you know, how do you see intuition playing into your business and how do you integrate that into, into it? Yeah, it's huge. So spirit is always speaking to us and through us. So I use the word spirit. Some people use the word God. Some people say universe. Some people say infinite intelligence source, whatever your, um, word is for Mm -hmm. the energy that is in this, this, this world, life force, right? Use that. I use the word spirit. So spirit is always speaking to you and through you. We do things that cut ourselves off from that energetic source. That's always there for us, guiding us mm-hmm. into the next move for us. And if we can learn how to let go of the fears, let go of the self-doubts, let go of the worry, let go of the, the, um, the lies about who we are. We clear the channel, if you will, mm-hmm. and we can have clear access to that direct knowing, okay, mm-hmm. which I call intuition, okay? And when you start this process, you're not fully, at least my experience of it is, and my experience with my clients is you're not fully trusting of that. Like, is that, is that just me that's saying that? Is that a higher power? What, what is this that I'm getting and how does it work? Right. And you, you don't know if that's, um, a crazy voice or like a voice that you should trust. And so it takes, um, the willingness to test it out, to follow Hmm the direction that you're getting and experience the result and be resilient in the result because you don't, sometimes you get good results instantaneously and you're like, wow, that's the best. And sometimes you don't get good results in the beginning, meaning results that you expected and, and desired, but you, you do get good results in terms of feedback that guides you to the next step. Mm-hmm. So um, being resilient in how you approach it is Great. And then this is the key looking back and triangulating and understanding, oh, that was the voice of spirit direct knowing my intuition, or that wasn't, that was my fear, small voice talking to me. Mm -hmm. And and then you start going data, putting the data points together. And then you know what your intuition says to you. You you build up a confidence in it Mm. over time. I'm like covered in goosebumps because I feel like that's such a beautiful way of putting it into words, you know, into how to follow that guidance that you receive, because I like you believe that we're all guided in each moment. Um, But sometimes we don't know what that 
it until you've practiced it or kind of, um, I don't know, become friends with that voice, so to speak, you know, um, and start this relationship. Sometimes it feels weird or foreign. And so I think that you're so right, you know, learning how to trust it. And sometimes you may think that the results you get are bad, but as you mentioned, maybe, you know, that's your human self, um, like ego self judging it, but it might actually propel you into a different place. You just don't know that yet. Cause you don't have perspective, you know? Wonderful. So it's all, um, you know, kind of this, uh, this learning curve, I think, because we're not grown up really, most of us aren't grown, don't grow up with that understanding, you know? So hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. So, um, and, um, I guess, do you have any practices? I think what you, what you said in terms of taking a step back, learning to have kind of like triangulate what you get trial and error. Um, do you have a set time devoted into your day for that? Or how does that work practically speaking for you or your clients? Practically speaking for me now it's constant, right? Mm -hmm. But I had to build up that skill set, So I, I just started to pay attention and I would get these hits and I'd be like, that's crazy. I can't say that. I can't do that. Right. That was the story in my head. Like, no, I can't send that text. Right. Sure. And I remember distinctly thinking that one time when I was like dating my boyfriend. Right. And I was like, right. I can't send that text, right? Like, no way. Am I? And then I'm like, oh, that needs to be tested out, right? Mm, yeah. And I tested it and, you know, it evolved beautifully. And I was scared. It wasn't without the fear. See, mm -hmm. people think that because uh, biologically we move away from pain, right? You put your hand on a hot stove near a hot stove, you're going to pull it away, right? We move away from, from pain and towards pleasure. We get confused that all things in life are supposed to be that way. Mm -hmm. When in fact, that's not true. And this is, this is part of the rub about being a woman in business, because on the one hand, we don't want to go to overwhelm. We don't want to go to burnout. That feels bad. We don't want to be in that constant grind state. It's not good for our, our energy. It's not good for our sex life, right? It's not good for anything, right? For right. the glow of our skin, whatever. Okay. It, for sure. It doesn't feel good, right? And yet there are some things that are move the needle actions in your business that are scary, meaning you're afraid of a negative consequence, i.e. pain, Okay, pain of disappointment, pain, pain of rejection, you know, judgment, criticism, all that. Some sort of failure, right? Some sort yep. of pain. And there can be fear of success, which there's pain of like, what's going to happen if I'm successful? There's some pain in that story. Okay. Sure. So, so we think that we should move away from that when in fact, that's actually what we need to move towards, not away from. And that is a discernment piece that you really have to, to learn. You have to learn what are the needle moving things in my business and where do I need courage and where do I need to step back and say, okay, 
I delegate that. I defer that. I, I, I will do that at this time or that doesn't need to be done. Right. There's all sorts mm-hmm. of like, ways to approach it, but yeah. yeah. Well, I think you're right. There's that dance between a healthy fear, um, and also anxiety and like dread and, and learning how to navigate, you know, um, and not allow fear to hold you back. But then again, to discern, like, when is something trying to tell me no, right? Like, when is the voice saying, no, don't do that versus like our fear telling us not to do it, even when it's right. Right. So, um, it is, as you mentioned, I think a discernment that as you, practice listening more to spirit, to God, whatever that looks like, you know, for practically speaking for you, um, the discernment becomes more clear. I would say, is that how you perceive it? Or is that absolutely hundred percent? And here's the thing, the universe spirit, God source is going to get your attention one way or another. Okay. There's no, there's no out to that. Okay. And the voice, the attention getting gets louder and louder until you listen to it. Okay. And that might look like a a little reminder thought that might look like challenges in your business. If you don't grow in this way, or you don't change in this way, or you keep having this kind of attitude, you keep hitting, you're going to keep hitting this wall and you're going to keep experiencing bigger and bigger issues. Right. So this is the way spirit speaks to you and you have to start listening and course correcting. Okay. Mm, And, and the thing that happens for many people is if they don't, if they let fear stop them, two things happen. One big implosions in your business, in your life happen. Mm -hmm. Chaos ensues because you're not listening. And two, you live a life of regret Mm. and that's, uh, that's sort of my mission, like beyond, like I help women make bank, right? Like that is my, like I, my, my front line first, first level, like, let's get you making money. Like I'm really good at helping women figure out their business model, how to scale, how to make more money, how to get out of their own way. So they do that, right. The tactical and the the inner game and the outer game, right. Tactical and mindset. Mm-hmm. And Underneath that, my mission is that you have a really freaking kick-ass life, right? That you don't live a life of regret and you live an unstoppable, amazing, beautiful, lit up, delighted life. And I don't believe personally that you can do that without knowing how to create money for yourself because otherwise people go into fear around uh, scarcity and it changes how they interact with people. And so I have a really strong stance, like you need to learn how to make money at at, a level that you really want, not just a, "Mm, this is okay. Yes. Well, and I think that we're also conditioned sometimes to believe that money is bad and money is, you know, um, but in the end it creates freedom, you know? And so, Uh, freedom is one of my core values and having, you know, and so, um, you know, that's what it can give you. And, you know, and I think that we're only limited by our own belief of what's possible, because if you want something different, then the universe spirit, God will 
ask for the guidance, you know, and ask to be directed into a different way if that's what you want. And, you know, but, but, you know, don't just settle for average when you can be unstoppable and extraordinary, right? Totally. hundred percent. Speaking my language there. (laughs) So, well, um, so cool. So I guess then what would be, so I'm, I'm curious into your own story. What did, I mean, you went from 138,000 to seven figures. So I know we've talked about a lot of the processes that you've kind of used in getting there. Is there anything else that, that you've, what kind of was your breakthrough or was it all of these things? Just out of curiosity. I mean, it's not one thing. Okay. It, it makes a great sound bite to say I did this one thing. Okay. Um, and I, I just want to clarify, I went from one, I, I had a goal of seven figures, but I went from 138 to 700 K in one year. And then after that crossed the seven figures. Okay. So wow. just to be super clear yeah. in uh, full transparency, right? Sure. But I mean, uh, that's incredible. I mean, what is that? 138,000 to 700,000. Five times. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. No. And, and here's the thing. I, I'll get back to the, the, the main core thing that I, I will give you and your audience for what needs to change. Cause there is, I would say that the, there is one thing that I always point to. Okay. Um, that was an amazing year. Okay. It was crazy challenging emotionally. Um, I felt like I was on a roller coaster and I learned very powerfully that it's okay to set big goals and not make them like, I did not make seven figures. I did not make my million dollar goal that year. And I, you know, it's funny to talk about it now. It's, and I I hope people don't think that I'm entitled saying this, but I cried. Okay. I was like, I didn't make my goal. Okay. And I had a mentor and the mentor said to me, come on already. Look at what you did. You know, like that is outstanding. Rarely people do that. And I was like, Oh, good point. Okay. I needed that perspective shift. So having a mentor, as you mentioned earlier, is a, is a huge piece to this, um, being in a, an environment and a container, you know, we have a, a mastermind, uh, called the spirit of wealth, like being in a container Mm -hmm. where everyone is learning how to think success, think at a higher level, work according to the laws is going for more, right? That, that makes a huge difference. And one of the things we, we do in that program, but also answers your question about the, the thing, mm-hmm. okay, is I changed my self-image, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, here's how, here's how that works, okay? Okay. Our self-image is not the same thing as what you dress like. Okay. That's not what, or, or what your hair looks like. That's not what I mean by self image. Okay. Those are, uh, follow on effects from an aspect of your self image, but your self image is really your identity, who you see yourself to be. Okay. The image of who you see yourself to be the identity. Mm. If your identity is of someone for whom, um, nothing comes easy. Nobody loves me. I'm unworthy. Um, everything needs to be hard, right? Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of aspects to our self image. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm never good enough. Right. Then we start living that out. 
That is the governor, meaning the, the thermostat, the adjuster for how much good you can um, receive in the world. In fact, there's a range, top level and bottom level, that you stay within based on your self-image and identity. Sure. I had to change that to start seeing myself as someone who was worthy of more, who could receive more, who could experience more, that I wasn't going to die because your subconscious thinks you're going to die. Okay. I, I wasn't going to die if I moved beyond my old self image and created a new one for myself. Hmm. And, and in doing that, then I started working at a higher level and getting the results. It's not magic. Okay. I want to be super, super clear. I had to do different things. We live in a cause and effect universe. I had to do different things to get different results, but you won't do the different things unless your self-image, you, you know how to change your self-image into being someone for whom doing those things is synced up with her identity, who she is. Yes. And I think that's, it's also why um, there's that quote that's like, you're the average of the five people you spend time with. And why I think, in the power of your circle, the power of your, you know, the people around you or the people you spend time with is so powerful too, because as you, um, that shifts as your self-image shifts too. Right. And it's also why being part of a group, like, like yours, like the spirit of wealth, being around people that can challenge you into what you think is possible and, and also believe in that higher possibility you know, especially because sometimes you might think if you're, if you are in a place where maybe you're not where you want to be and you do think, oh, it's got to be hard or like, look around you at your circle. Is that what they believe too? You know, because then it's just constantly reinforced. So sometimes not that you have to say goodbye to old friendships, but find another circle also to elevate you into what you believe the belief of what more is possible. Um, and that can be done through a coach, a mentor or another group. But I think that sometimes people get stuck and they don't look at like what's going on around them as a um, proof of, oh yeah, well, they mirror to me that it's not possible because they don't believe that either. Well, you know, pick different friends, you know, <laughs> because you're not going to get out. of It's harder to get out of that. Not that you can't, it's harder to get out of that when everything around you is proving that it is. Yeah. And your outside circumstances are a reflection of your identity, your, your self-image. So right. it always shows you exactly where you're at. Yes. And here's the thing. There's a lot of different ways to put yourself in a new environment, right? We've talked about coaches. We talked about friends. We talked about masterminds, right? There's, there's like house environments, right? All different ways, but there's, there's simple things that you can do to put yourself in a new environment. We talked about the morning mindset club. We have the unstoppable woman podcast. Like I just did a podcast on, you know, coachability, like how coachable are you? Right. And why that matters. We put tons, uh, we have guests on, we do other things too, but I do a ton of teaching content there totally free. Go listen. It puts you in a different environment. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in our world, like, or if it's not me, find someone else, like go to YouTube, go to the pod 
cast fear, right? right. And, and find, you know, listen to Kara's podcast, right? Like find the inspiration to put your, to hear something new and to grow your, you know, expand your awareness through that kind of environment. So yes. it's, it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. No, so true. Thank you for that. And, and I'm just, this has been a, such a treat. Um, and um, to talk to you and hear more about what you're doing and how you're creating such big impact in, in people's lives um, and really helping them do those quantum leaps because it's possible. Um, and, you know, and, and you're certainly proof of that. So um, can you share with our listeners, you know, again, I know you've, you've dropped a lot of where they can find you, but what are the best ways to reach you, your team, and if they wanted to get more information? Yeah, I'm going to leave that up to them in terms of like their best avenue, but I'll, I'll share like where you can go. Our sure. website, which I mentioned, the unstoppablewoman.com uh, slash free stuff has all sorts of free downloads on, on this kind of work, including how to scale. We have something called the scale plan that's more tactical. Um, and we'll have a link to the podcast on that page too. So um, or you can find the podcast on all the, the platforms. It's the Unstoppable Woman podcast. And then we have a Facebook group. Uh, I know we're live streaming to Facebook. So um, if people want to just quickly look for Be Unstoppable, that's the um, Facebook group that we have for women who are in business, who are um, small business owners, entrepreneurs. I, I do work, work with some women who don't own their own business, but they need to be, you know, have big goals and dreams or really want that in and of themselves. So there you go. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. This has been such a pleasure and uh, to also be able to stream this uh, live as well. So, um, so thank you so, so much for being here and for just the amazing wealth of information that you shared. You're so welcome. This was fun. I'm glad that I got to be your, your test case. I love it. Ah, thank you, Amira. Loved being here with you today and would love to connect with you more over on Instagram. My handle is linked to the show notes, or you can just type in at Kara Chafin Donna Frio. And I have something special for you as a free gift, my dynamic life journal. This special book has the power to really help you live a soul-inspired life. Go to freegiftfromkara.com. Easy to remember, freegiftfromkara.com. Until next time, beautiful people, sending all my love.